This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome to Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Hello and welcome. It's Friday, which means two things. Talking Trots WA here on SEN Track 657 and also Gloucester Park tonight, another big 10-race card tonight, and looking forward to uh, uh, plenty of uh, top-class harness racing action. And uh, tell you what, we're going to have our man Scott Bomber-Hill on uh, very shortly. <laughs> and when, when he sent the email through last night, my eyes lit up because we've got a five-unit bet uh, for everyone. So stay tuned. The big five-unit bet coming up in uh, segment three. Uh, and also we'll talk to BK uh, a little bit later on. Um, and also a very special guest, one of the part owners of possibly Australia's most promising or exciting, most exciting pacer in Magnificent Storm in Damien Keating, who's also uh, had plenty of good horses in his time uh, in his family, as, as well as looks like lightning uh, in um, the 2000s. But we'll uh, we'll uh, chat to Damo in just a moment. But uh, a big hello to Morts. How are you, Morts? Morning, Michael. Great to be here as always. Looking forward to a big night at Gloucester Park as always. Tough night last Friday night. Uh, we had a wipe. Um, <laughs> hopefully, uh, you get those. Hopefully, Bomber had some uh, counselling after race eight last <laughs> week. There it didn't come. Indeed. Yes, you never like to see them drift on uh, Betfair and then no. something that can scorch out of the gates all of a sudden not up on the gate. So that was disappointing for um, punters. How well are the McCarthy brothers going? They uh, seven of fourteen. On the card the other day at the Downs. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. So that's great. Talk about going well. Great training and driving double to Jocelyn Young on uh, yes. Tuesday. And, yeah, we've, uh, we're have we going to talk about it in more uh, detail, but magnificent storm. You said possibly one of the most exciting. I think he is the most exciting pacer in Australia. Um, so really looking forward to uh, having a chat to his part owner uh, very shortly in uh, in Damien Keating. So um, now, Michael, yep. I don't want to sound like a broken record, <laughs> and I know I do, so I, I'm just nice and uh, simple today. But yep. uh, to, to grow harness racing, we need to grow wagering. Yes. Reducing the amount of races will reduce wagering. Yes. Reducing wagering could result in reduction in prize money. Uh, well, yeah, distribution, which, yeah. Yeah, could, yeah very much so. Yep. Top of the class. I would love, and I know we've got friends in low places, but uh, it would be great to be able to get somebody on from Rawa who could just talk us through the reason for the decision they made. Because uh, when you look at those fairly, what I think are straightforward uh, questions, I just yeah. don't look forward to 12 months' time. Yeah, I'm still hopeful we'll keep 10 races at Gloucester Park on a Friday night. There's been a bit of um, uh, correspondence, uh, particularly to the... The, um, the higher management. So, um, and I know it was discussed at board level about keeping Excellent. the tenant across the park, but we knew, I mean, it's the highest 
it's the highest wagering Correct. meeting. Yeah. And to lose a race off that would be catastrophic. Yeah, agreed. Well, that is good news, Michael. And uh, yeah, I'm hopeful. I didn't say confident. <laughs> anyway, anyway, well, that's no that that is good to hear because yeah. uh, you know we just look our our opinions on this show are our own. Yep. we're just all very passionate about harness racing oh, and want to make the, sure. The, the it, only uh, the only thing that drives distribution is off course wagering. Yeah, that's the only thing. The, forget about on course wagering. Forget about crowds. The only thing that drives distribution, increasing distribution for prize money, is off course wagering. And we've got to maximise that. And there's a, there's a couple of ways we can do that. Yep. And it really revolves around which tracks race in which time slots. Yep. And Because we've got a great product. Oh. We've got a fantastic product. Yep. So anyway, All right. I'll shut up now. <laughs> this, our special guest before we introduce him is brought to you by Bayswater Mazda. Driving is better in a Bayswater Mazda corner of Guildford and Garrett Roads. Our man Anthony, is he in Tab Touch Lounge today? He usually I, is. He, he normally is, but they are celebrating yeah. 50 years out there at Bayswater Mazda. And I can say sincerely, they are a beautiful car to drive yep. because the leader of the opposition has one, and it is just an absolute joy to be in spacious, quiet, just beautiful car. So get down and see Anthony and the team down there at Bayswater Mazda. They will look after you for the best deal in Perth. They sure will. All right, let's get into it before we do. Our special guest, uh, Magnificent Storm, stepped up to the free-for-all class last week, and uh, it did it in the best possible way. Found the front. Um, didn't have a great deal of pressure, but he did what he had to do, went through his gears, and uh, let's listen to Magnificent Storm racing away from our free-for-all class last week. Magnificent Storm is clear. Mighty Conqueror tried to run to second, but there's not much there at the moment. Ideal Liner gets up on the inside. So does Bracken Sky and dropping off very sharply there, Patronus Star. As they come around the home turn, Magnificent Storm is well clear. Holding second, Ideal Liner. In third place on the outside uh, is Mighty Conqueror. And coming through, Ocean Ridge is flashing late, but it's going to be an easy win to Magnificent Storm. Wins it very comfortably. Yeah, he sure did. In the end, uh, it was uh, almost two lengths and... Uh, armchair ride for uh, drive for uh, Aldo Quarterparsi and one of his part owners joins us uh, on the line in Damien Keating. Damien, how are you, mate? Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks. Morning, boys. How are you on this morning? Yeah, beautiful. And uh, tell you what, it must have been a great watch last week. I know it can be a little bit nervous when you're stepping up in class and even though you think you can, they can do it, you want to see them do it. And uh, that's the way the Magnificent Storm last week produced a, a, a sterling effort just to just to uh, beat a really good horse, a uh, really good field, including a pacing cup winner in uh, Mighty Conqueror. Yeah, that's right, Mike. Yeah, it is a bit nervous when you step up into that grade because, as you know, it's not always easy, mate. And, uh, there was actually a couple of pacing cup winners in that race, I think. Bolton Tinder yeah, there as well. So yep. um, it was nice to see him find the front early and do what he had to do. And, um, yeah, it was probably in the end a bit easier than we thought, but I'm sure he's got some bigger assignments in the next few weeks. Yeah, look, um, I'm sure he has. Um, he, he did. He did draw well, and it was a great drive by Aldo, as always. And he, you know, he uh, he did what he had to do. And as you said, he just peeled off, peeled off a lovely, uh, nice last half. And you know, maybe next time he won't get the barrier draw. But um, it, it it certainly looks like he's he's up to the test. I mean, he he was brilliant in the in the Golden Nugget, although beaten, but beaten by an extremely good horse. So. He must be really pleased with the way he's come back and looking forward to uh, what the future might hold for him. Oh, definitely. Exactly like you said. I mean, Minstrel's a very, very good horse in his own right. And uh, we both had tough runs in the Nugget and Minstrel just got there on the night. But, yeah, looking forward to the rematch. And 
barrier draws made by a part that he certainly gives you the indication that he can uh, do a bit of work or he can sit up or he can go forward early. So he's got a few strings to his bow, you know. Yeah, he certainly looks like a nice, uh, very versatile horse. And I guess we're, we're, we're kind of lucky to really have him here because we, were, uh, we understand that uh, the original offer on the horse was, uh, was too high, so it was rejected. And um, uh, you made an offer, and, and I, I believe they accepted uh, that offer and the horse uh, arrived here? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, we'd made an early offer and sort of they weren't sure if they wanted to sell or not. And... We kept Adam and Todd McFarland over in New Zealand has sort of looked after us with a lot of horses for a long time. Um, ended up getting a sort of person they accepted the offer and he came here and the rest is history, I suppose. We can't complain with anything he's done since he's got here, you know? No, we, we spoke to Robbie Tomlinson um, a couple of weeks ago when he was uh, making his return. Uh, How did you get involved with, with Rob? Because now you, you virtually own all your horses in partnership with Rob. Yeah, oh, that's right, Mike. Um, oh, it goes back a long way. We used to like see each other and talk to each other at the trots all the time. When even goes far back as far as when like Grant Papa Williams and my younger brother Paddy were both working for Justin Warwick, you know. And then they both went out on their own, and Rob went with uh, Grant, obviously, and I went with Paddy, and we still were always friends, even though we were competing against each other and. Then we ended up getting a couple together and then Grant moved to the Gallops, as did Paddy. Paddy went to Melbourne and went to work for Darren Weir. So we started buying a few together and all of a sudden we've got a load together. You know? How many horses would you have? Because there seems to be just a continuous stream of them coming through, both tried horses from New Zealand, but you're also spending money at the yearling sales and having good success there. Yeah, look, oh, we've probably only got sort of race-type aged animals at the moment, but we've got a good few two-year-olds and a good few yearlings. We've sort of upped the ante late in the local yearling scene and bought like six a couple of years ago and four again last year, plus we still buy one or two out of the New Zealand yearling sales. And then we're obviously always on the lookout for the running types out of New Zealand as well, so gives you a good combination and as you know, we use a few different trainers over here as well and give everyone a go, so it seems to be working well at the moment, you know. Yeah, you, bought, uh, you bought four at uh, the, the sales just recently, a couple um, by betting line, uh, one American Ideal and a Huntsville. Who, who does a lot of the, um, a lot of the, the work in, in making the selections there, uh, Damien? Oh, probably mostly myself and Rob. And... Uh, we tend to be attracted to a lot of the Steve Johnson horses that he breeds. Um, it's, it's a pretty good uses, formula. <laughs> with good reason. Yeah, he, he uses good commercial stallions, and we've had a lot of success with them, so we're happy to keep going down that route at the moment. But we also buy them off everyone else, you know, so try and share it around a bit. And it just goes to show you don't need to pay a lot of money if you've if you're astute, but um, Rock on Top uh, was purchased at the 2020 sales for $18,000, and, you know, it looks like being a really nice type won the Westbred Classic there for you. Yeah, no, he did a really good job, and he was unfortunate in a couple of the other bigger races where he drew really bad as well, and if you've actually watched him go around, he's not exactly the best going horse. He hangs and runs up the track, but... Um, he seems to be getting better with each run, and yeah, looking forward to see what he does next time in, you know. But 
like he's already banked over 100,000, so you're in front from the start, you know. Now, before we talk about um, looks like lightning in your time with uh, Paddy and David, um, uh, you, the, you mentioned your, your, your share around the, the training duties. Obviously, Aiden's got rock on top. Uh, I think Dylan Engine and Green's uh, got one or two for you. And, and obviously, um, uh, Ray Williams trains, trains Magnificent Storm. So you've got a, a mix of uh, the veteran and a couple of younger guys coming through. But they all, they all do great jobs for you. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, no, Dylan's got three or four, and so's Aiden, and then sort of all the babies we buy here locally and even in New Zealand, they go to the young boys. Ray sort of tends to stick with sort of the three-year-old and older type horses. But, uh, yeah, no, Dylan's doing a real good job, as well as Aiden. So we've got Shadow Roll going around tonight, and Dylan won with him last week, second up from a spell. So should go should go good again tonight, hopefully. Now, looks like Lightning, what a special horse he was, uh, just speed to burn, and it uh, took um, you and the family all around Australia. He, he raced in New South Wales, Victoria, and the Tasmanian Inter-Dominion that uh, made the final, that Black's a fake one. He was a great horse for, for yourself and the family. He was, yeah, and being bred by the other brother as well, and obviously we stood a lot of stallions at study ourselves many years ago, you know, so... He was home-bred and home-trained and home-owned. and Yeah, we went down to Tasmania for an Inter-Dominion, got in the final and unfortunately run into a little unknown MO horse that went pretty good. <laughs> and, and my memory of that, I think it was only like two lengths between almost the entire field. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mate, yeah. So we led up and you think we handed up the black to fake, but I think he'd sort of run his race the week before when he... Yeah. Um, come from last and qualify for the final in against uh, Flashing Red at the time, you know? Yeah, and you also made a Miracle Mile field as well. And Hunter Cup. Hunter Cup. Yeah, he did. He ran actually a couple of Hunter Cups and Miracle Mile field. Well, he won the Cordina Sprint. He was actually probably, I think, was about the second or third fastest ever time around Harold Park and obviously still is today. So he went into that Miracle Mile as favourite, but... um. Lance had Sokiola and Lance had other ideas about who was going to lead, you know, so. <laughs> that's yeah, what and, and I think he also won an Australian pacing championship as well. Yeah, no, that was very good. When we returned from the Miracle Mile trip, he uh, stepped out in the APC here, which was here at the time, and won that. So that got him his group one, which he probably deserved after everything he'd done, you know. Yeah, it, um, obviously... Obviously, he was a great horse for you, but do, do you think Magnificent Storm's got to be even better? Or he's already better? Uh, yeah, oh, look, I think he's already better. And I, the brothers might not like me saying that, but <laughs> I think what he's shown and the way he goes about his racing and everything about him, I think he's going to be a better horse for sure. You know? Yeah, and that's and that's good to hear from the, from the sense that... Uh, you know, people people love to come and watch and, and you know, or, or tune in and, and just watch horses like Magnificent Storm. And, you know, in recent years, we've been lucky enough. We've had a I'm the Mighty Queen of Chicago Bull and, and, you know, these horses coming through. So Magnificent Storm, Minstrel, these are the kind of the new ones coming through. So it's uh, it's exciting. And, um, 
I guess it's uh, even more exciting when you're an owner. <laughs> so uh... you're almost as lucky as Mort's. <laughs> oh, know. yeah, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> now, now Paddy's training thoroughbreds back over here in WA. Now, uh, have you ever thought about going across? Do you have any interest in the in the thoroughbreds, or you you're sticking solid with um, uh, pacing harness racing? Oh no! Look, we've had a couple over the years. Even me and Rob had we stepped our toe in the water with uh, Fred Kersley on one a few years ago, and then we've obviously had three or four with Papa, and I've had a couple with Paddy, but just don't seem to have any luck there, you know. No, uh, well, when you're winning group ones in harness to... racing, you may as well stick with the strength. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've still got a small share in a couple of uh, thoroughbreds with Papa and Paddy, but uh, nothing maybe, you know. And tonight you've got Shadow Roll going around, race three, number five. Um, been a handy horse, had 12 wins. As you said, good um, good win last start. Dylan Edgerton Green, you expect uh, Shadow Roll to go well again tonight? Oh, I think so, yeah. He's only had the two starts back for Dylan. Ray used to train him. Um, he ran a real nice third, flashing home first up, and then he led him one last week in good time for that class of horse. So I think the 2,500 suits tonight, and he should go well again, yeah. And the immediate plans for um, Magnificent Storm? Uh, he'll probably race every fortnight. Sort of, We've got a couple of cup races coming up, $50,000 cup races coming up every fortnight for the next few weeks. And at least they're random barrier draws, so it gives you some chance. So we'll go around in them, and he'll have a little break, and then he'll... Yep, ready for the summer carnival, you know. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see him in uh, oh, yeah. the cups around. Wait. Yeah, it's going to be going to be really exciting to see him and resuming his uh, battle with uh, Minstrel and throwing a few of those other fast class horses in. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, Mighty Conqueror, there's, you know, who's back in form and Vampiro and some some of the others. It's going to be a great carnival coming up. And Mort's might even hand over the Retrovision Fremantle Cup trophies to you, Damo. Uh, we, we could only hope, mate. We could only hope. And then you've still got. <laughs> You've still got the ball floating around. Hawley's yeah. still... Yeah. yeah, he'll be ready to come back. And, yeah, and you might even see uh, Rock and Roll Lincoln back by that stage. And I hope so, yes. Maybe a couple of those others, mate. Damien, mate, thanks for your time. It's been great chatting to you. It's, uh, you've virtually been living in our winner's room at Gloucester Park for the last 18 months when Mort's <laughs> not in there. So uh, hopefully hopefully we see you plenty of, uh, plenty of times to come over the, the summer period. Yeah, no, no worries, boys. Thanks for the time. Good on you. Damien Keating there and... Uh, had a lot of success. Looks he like has. lightning. I remember him uh, coming to Harold Park. I think it was the first time I met Ryan Warwick and Paddy and mm-hmm. the boys and did a great job uh, over there yeah. and um, was just so fast. Yeah, he was. He was a, a really, really good horse. So they've had a lot of luck and, boy, have they got something something to look forward to with Magnificent Storm. And so do we as, as, yeah. as people watching harness oh, racing. You've got to get excited about him. Absolutely. He's, he's just, just got, great. He's got everything about yeah, him. He's, no, got, he does. he's got speed. He's got bottom. He's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I still don't think we've seen the best no. of him yet. So no. there's a lot of upside there. And uh, yeah. by the time it comes around to, you know, Pacing Cup and Fremantle Cup, mm. I think we're going to see some really great uh, racing at Gloucester Park as always. Yep, sure sure will. Now it's time to take a break. And uh, we mentioned uh, Shadow Roll a couple of times. As we go to the break, let's listen to uh, Dylan Edgerton Green, the trainer and driver of Shadow Roll, getting him home after leading all the way in the Westall Pace. 
in the straight though. Shadow Roll in front of Euphoria. The outside trying hard, but Shadow Roll's got the lead from Euphoria. Shadow Roll in front. Euphoria's trying to drive. Pierre Whitby flies. Shadow Roll just in front though, and Shadow Roll has won from Euphoria. Pierre Whitby, Radiant Amber, who's who in the zoo and Chewers Delight ended up battling on fairly well. Shadow Roll too good. You're listening to Talking Trots with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Alter Intrigue is on the outside. Al Guerrero joined by Alter Engine. And now Alter Intrigue is down the outside, finishing fast. Alter Intrigue is racing to El Guerrero and Alter Engine. And they hit it. And I think Alter Intrigue in the last stride over El Guerrero and Alter Engine in the centre. And they're followed by Henwood Bay Caveman for the back medieval man. Number three, Alter Intrigue has finished fast on the outside. And that was Alter Intrigue who really flew the last bit to win by nose officially. Yeah, short half head, I think, is the official term these days rather than nose. But he got there by the barest possible over El Guerrero and Elta Engine, only a head away in third position. So a really good go in the Binshaw, the Retrovision Binshaw from last week at Group 2 status. All right, this segment is brought to you by Retrovision. 60 years at Retrovision, your local WA electrical appliance specialists. And what better gift... Than fathers for Father's Day than a retrovision gift. Absolutely, Rads. There is there's so many. A huge range of tech products. There's Apple, uh, Bluetooth speakers, headphones. You name it. We've got it all down there. So make sure you get in and see that's, our team. That's a perfect gift for a dad. The the noise cancelling headphones. Yes, so just, just so <laughs> the uh, just block out the leader of the opposition. <laughs> All right, uh, make sure you go and see Retrovision this weekend before uh, before Father's Day because uh, if you don't, you're a fool to yourself and a burden to others, Mort. <laughs> All right, our man Scott Bomber Hill's on the line. Bomber, have we, have we recovered from last week? Only just, Rad. Uh, it's taken all week, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to tonight's card. I haven't been as confident about a card for a long time. Bit... Yeah, well, I... Uh... I've, I've already let the listeners know that there's a five-unit play coming up. That'll be in segment three. But great to see that you're really confident about the, the whole night, which is fantastic. And we're actually going to start with, a, I think, a confident bet in race number one. Love starting the, the night off well. It's the Nova 93.7 uh, mobile pace over the 21.30 metres. And let's have a look at the, um, the Tab Touch market. It's the uh, the brand that funds the industry, Tab Touch, and we've got Disco Under Fire at two fifteen, Batavia Silver Line at one hundred one, Rock and Roll Whippy at twenty six, Max Gold at four dollars, Infatuation at six dollars, The Kraken at eleven, Illawarra Mustang at fifty one, The Jewel in Her Eye at one hundred one, Make It Quick one hundred one. That's the front line. One horse off the back line is Pierre Whippy at four forty. Bomber, which way are we going in the first race tonight at Gloucester Park? Yeah, with Disco Fire here, he's in exceptional form, this bloke, and been completely luckless of late, but gets his chance tonight to lead and looks to be only one horse that could put it to him off the gate in infatuation, but I can't see him putting the necessary margin on to, to cross. And from there, Disco Fire will get to dictate, Disco Under Fire gets to dictate, and um, yeah, that should enable him a nice kick at the back end. He's got a really, really good front running record, having won 10 times and two from three here at Gloucester Park. So yeah, I think he's, he's a really nice horse tonight. Just looking at the last word, which is brought to us by our very good friends, uh, Tab Radio and uh, Tim Walker does a great job with this. 
Chris Voke on Disco Under Fire is racing well for him. Perfect draw. We'll lead and see what he's made of. Callan Savalco on Rock and Roll Whitby. He was good last week. We'll probably put him in it at some stage. And Jocelyn Young on Pierre Whitby. Good chance with a small amount of luck. Race one, number one, Bomber. What's the bet? Disco Under Fire. Yeah, he's a three-unit bet. I think Voke just gets to, to lead and dictate here and... Yeah, he's, he's just yeah, had no luck of late and deserves this win, this horse. All right. Like that's, it. that's the first race done and dusted. It's at 5.12 WA time, race number one at Gloucester Park tonight. The next race we're going to have a look at is race number two. And as we have a look at the Tab Touch market again, uh, we've got uh, Euphoric Moment. This is a market correction for Drawn Barrier 1, $19 into eight fifty. Manning for Trotsind at four twenty. Free to wear at one oh one. Uh, you can scratch to his delight number four. Tyler Brett is the favourite at three twenty. Boom time at four forty. McArdle's gem at thirty one. Euphoria at thir- at three dollars forty. So three forty and uh, second favourite is Euphoria. Major stare at twenty one dollars. And then again, the only runner on the back line is Balen Jet at ninety one dollars. Interesting race this um, one bomber. And the market says that it's very open with about four horses between that three and four dollar mark. Yeah, it's definitely an open race as far as, you know, the map is a little bit difficult here. There's, you know, Manning, he's going to want to push forward and if he can't find the front, he'll want to be in the breeze. You've got your uh, euphoric moment from the inside. He's normally pretty slow, so I think Manning will cross him. But then Tyler Brett's really, really electric off the gate and he'll want to cross as well. But I thought Tyler Brett could probably cross. He's a horse that doesn't cop too much pressure. So if Junior can get to his outside with euphoria, reasonably early and, and have a little bit of a crack. There's a big chance Euphoria runs to the front here and he's going enormous this horse. He's been running home in 56s regularly. He's not completely hopeless if he doesn't find the front, but I just think he's a big chance of finding the front and he'll be mighty hard to beat if he does. Yes, I love the way you've mapped that one, Bomber. Um, Justin Prentice with Manning will come out and look for the front or the breeze, loses interest once he finds a helmet. He sure does. Yes. <laughs> Christopher Voke on uh, boom time, not sure where he's at, P- possesses speed late and is capable. Uh, junior, it's a difficult draw, I presume. Manning will find the lead, and if he does, will be hard to beat. Looking after the GF there, and I wouldn't write him off from barrier eight. So uh, I think you've mapped it perfectly, uh, Bomber. What's the, the staking plan here? Race two, number eight, Euphoria. Yeah, he's a two-unit bet. I think he's a really good price. And if he does happen to roll to the front or even sit up in the breeze, his price probably halves without doing too much work. All right. A really interesting race. It's got to be great to see uh, race number two at Gloucester Park tonight. All right. Hang on, uh, Bomber, because we're going to take a break. And as we go to the break, uh, one for Dave and me. Bounced back to form last week. He's always shown ability. Um, now in the care of Brendan Abbott. Kim Prentice in the bike last week. And uh, one for Dave and me was too good. One for Dave and me on the inside as they come to the turn. Extreme Prince is about to be joined by Euphoric Moment. And one for Dave and me gets to split Dave to come after the pair of them in the straight. Euphoric Moment and one for Dave and me have come together with Extreme Prince. But it's one for Dave and me. One for Dave and me. Burst to the front from Euphoric Moment. Extreme Prince. Disc under fire late. But one for Dave and me for Prentice. Gets home and wins from Euphoric Moment. Extreme Prince and Disc under fire. You're listening to Talking Trots with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track.
Otis, can he keep it going? He leads five or six metres, trying very hard. Is out wide, Burley Shard now running on. And further back in the field, Rock and Roll Elliott. And then came battling on Orlando, Blue Star of Willoughby, magnificent late. But in front, doing it well is Otis over Burley Shard. And Otis races home to win it well. Number five is the winner, Otis. Brilliant performance. Big drifter. And this cult, still a cult by Sweet Lou. Terrific performance. Yeah, sure was. He was a big drifter. Got out to 350 in the end. Money came for um, the horse that uh, Bomber was tipping, Orlando Blue. It started $3 favourite for Otis. He had, he had the class. It's easy, I suppose, he's after very, the He's a very nice horse, and, he, and he's always showed a lot. Yeah. He just always struck some, yeah. some pretty good uh, opposition, but it, hopefully he's come back yeah. even better because he's going to be a contender in a lot of races he's in. Yeah, he's got plenty of bottom as well. Like mm. He's a, a really nice horse, and... Uh, good to see Dave Thompson uh, training Luna there. Yeah. All right. Uh, this segment brought to you by Steel Blue Boots. Built for comfort, made for work. 736 stockists nationwide. I spoke to our man Ross yesterday. He's got some boots for our man Daniel Batson. Ah, oh, very good. The, uh, the chef at Gloucester Park. Well, he's not chef anymore. He's operations manager, but still. Uh, he's call, a good I, man, I the chef. Him, I call him the chef. He's a good man, the chef. He looks after everybody there at uh, Gloucester Park yeah, on a Friday night. How good's he got to look in those new steel blue boots? And... They are Australia's leading supplier of work boots. Whatever you trade, we've got the boots. Won't have to wear them in. Straight into them. Yep. Beautiful. Great on a Friday night. So, uh, yeah, thank you for Ross and Steel Blue Boots. All right. Let's have a look at the next market we're going to have a look at, and it is race number six. And this could be uh, the big five-unit bet coming up. This is for specialised equipment funding solutions. It's a free-for-all over the short course, 1730 metres and tab touch. Let's have a look at the market. Space Junk John 1, a market correction here, 61 into 31. Perfect Major, 390 into 330. Uh, I do a line at 16 into 9.50. So a little bit of speculation for the three drawn one, two, three. Bracken Sky at $26. Son of a Tiger at $5. Salia's Command at 41 Galactic Star returning to the racetrack, part owned by the Running Camel with Team Bond. We actually saw the Running Camel's family in yes. here at SEN this morning. Mr. Gartrell uh, was in. Kevin and, and uh, John Robin. Gartrell having a, a chat to their good mate, uh, Gilly. Seven fifty for Galactic Star. And the other stable mate in the same owning interest with the Running Camel and Team Bond, Vampiro. He's at even money. Drifter from 170. But drawn eight, the scintillating gate speed of Vampiro, though. He, uh, bomber. How are we going in that, this free-for-all? Like once again, over the short course, but can we uh, see the, the big unit bet here? Yeah, as you say, Rads, he's the big play tonight. Race six, number eight, Vampiro. I I just can't see how they hold him out at the start. He just he comes out on roller skates from this front, um, front straight start and loves the wide draw. There's only one other horse that's going to run the gate with him, and that's Perfect Major, and... You know, they met in the August Cup. Perfect Major admittedly came off the second line there, but he lost the back of Al Guerrero by a good length at that start when he was driven along, and um, you know, Vampiro put a length on Al Guerrero. So, you know, if you if you line that up, I just really can't see how he can muster enough speed to hold Vampiro out. And once he's in front, there's a PB of 152.9 around here in a village kid sprint. And, yeah, I'm just so bullish about him tonight. I think he just runs the gate, rolls to the top, and, yeah, can't see how they beat him. Michael Grantham on Space Junk. He's got the draw in a hot race. He'll need to be on the ball. Looks perfect major's race to lose. Chris Voke on perfect major. Beat Chicago Bull last time he led. 
will adopt will adopt same tactics and see where he's at. Greg Bond on with uh, Galactic Star working up nicely. Small field helps each way, and of course Vampiro racing in top form. Strong chance again. Race six, number eight, uh, Vampiro. What's the staking plan here, Bomber? Loading up here, Mortsy, the five-unit bet. I, I just, you know, that scintillating gate speed and a 152.9. If he finds the pegs, game over, uh, and I think he will. There we go, five like units it. on the Impero. Like Even it. money, tell you what, with a tab touch boost, you're probably going to get that 210, yep. maybe 215. Uh, so Good don't, value. don't forget to save your tab touch boost for race um, six, race number six. Number eight, Vampiro. The final race we're going to have a look at, it's the Mondo Doro Small Goods Pace over the 2130 metres. It is the last race. Bomber, you know how I always like to back the last winner and go home with money in my uh, account or pocket, whichever way we're betting. And it's over the 2130 metres. Let's have a look at the market from Tab Touch. It's B17 at 340 in from $4.00. Jesse Allwood's drawn two. It's at two eighty. Susie's Gem at fifty one dollars. Southern Bell at sixteen. Tubbs Farquhar at fifty one dollars. La Suleiman twenty three. Miss Camouflage at twenty three. Dreadlock Rockstar at three dollars. And Burning Rubber outside the front line at six fifty. Bummer. How are we going to end the night here at Gloucester Park? Yeah. Well, hopefully we're just adding a bit of cream here in the last with uh, number two Jesse Allwood. He's the class dropper. He's chased home out of blues, medieval man and Vesper at his last three, and he's had zero luck in all of them. I'm not sure whether he ends up 1-1 or 1-2 here, but you know, just the way he's been hitting the line and, and this class of field just means that he can you know, he can come solo three wide at the 800 or 1,000 here. And I just think he's got a much quicker last half in him than the majority of this field. There's only one that sort of worries me a little bit, and that's Dreadlock Star. But he's drawn wide, and he, he's not nearly the same horse when off the pegs. So... Yeah, just think it sets up really nicely for Jesse Allwood to use his uh, big sprint over that last start. Absolutely flew home <clears throat> last start to run fourth, naturally, because we backed it for a place, but um, <laughs> absolutely stormed home uh, last start. So uh, he will be a big chance in this. Luke Wordworth on B17 hopefully can lead and looks to get his chance. Our man, Aldo quarter pass. He looks a good race for him. We'll see where he... See where we end up early is sprinting well. Uh, a couple of others there talking about uh, not the, the greatest of uh, uh, companies, so big class dropper. Hayden Reeves, Tubbs Farquhar will cover the fuel money. Got to love that. <laughs> Got to love that. So uh, race 10, horse number two, Jesse Elwood. What's the staking plan, Bomber? Yeah, I think you touched on it there, Morty. He was just completely luckless last time and smashed the line. If he... If he can be, you know, five, six metres off them at the 400, he's, he's just too quick late. So two-unit bet to finish it up. Beautiful. Bummer. Love the confidence tonight. Uh, hopefully our account's full by the time uh, race 10 rolls around. We get a bit more cream in the final event. It'll, uh, pa- it'll pay for some of those counselling lessons yeah, you're having, Bummer. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for a bit of redemption tonight, and I think we'll get it. <laughs> Yeah, I think, it was too much, I think it was too much partying from the Broom Cup the week before. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, might have, that might have made it a bit foggy for doing the form on the Friday night. Well, mate, thanks for your time. We'll speak to you next week. Pleasure, guys. Have a great weekend and yeah, enjoy the night tonight. It's going to be a cracker.
Oh, good on you, Bomber Hill, our man there. All right, the feature event tonight is race number five, the Simmons Steel, the Schrader. Uh, group three for the Phillies and Mares. Uh, the Tab Touch market has borne to boogie inside the back line at $3. Miss Lamar drawn the pole at four eighty. Mini Mine Yet drawn out in seven at $5. And uh, Just Make Mine Diamonds, $11 in the Tab Touch market. And as we go to the break, let's listen to uh, Just Make Mine Diamonds winning the Phillies and Mares from last week. Finishing strongly as they come around the home turn. Into the straight. Just Make Mine Diamonds leading the way. Blissful Abbey's on the outside coming after it. Then Diamond Dub and further back Miss Lamar. The leader Just Make Mine Diamonds. Blissful Abbey goes up there. Miss Lamar. Just Make Mine Diamonds in front of Blissful Abbey near the line. And Just Make Mine Diamonds has won from Blissful Abbey. And third Miss Lamar slicing through in the centre late. And Just Make Mine Diamonds has done it. So once it was able to run to the front. It was uh, curtains for the rivals. You're listening to Talking Trots with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Tough Monarch, the champ goes up on the outside and soon after, trots to the top. They're at the halfway mark, 800 left to go, 29 for the quarter, 56 and 6 the half, 700 left to go. And Tough Monarch rounds the bend well clear, over Drop the Hammer. It's Tough Monarch, the leader, shows the way by 5 metres. Drop the Hammer is trying its heart out in second spot, 100 to go. It's Tough Monarch in front, getting to within 3 metres at the close was Drop the Hammer, but Tough Monarch sees it out. And he's trotted the mile in 55.4. Yeah, he's still going great guns, Tough Monarch. Yeah, this time in, nine-year-old and still going great. That was uh, win number 29 from start 85 for Ricky Alchin. His brother, Jared, drove it, owned pretty much in the same um, same ownership as the Falcon Strike. Oh, yeah, so star he was. Yeah, Gatsby's and Kays. They bred it. There's Tough Tussle, who uh, was the mayor. She was a really good... Uh, trotter for this for virtually the same connections. All right, this segment's brought to you by Loans One Two Three Car Loans Debt Consolidations. Who do you see? The best in the business, the nude nut, Steve Sell. Steve Sell at Loans One Two Three dot com dot au. And as we all know, Morts, if the nude nut can't sort your ads, you're in trouble. It's all yeah, over. Big trouble. It's all over. All right, so let's welcome in our man on the east coast, Ben Cray. How are you, BK? Good, mate, and what a good horse, uh, Tough Monarch's been for Ricky Holton, yeah. hasn't it? Gee, it's been yeah. a good trotter. And I did manage well, to tip the third horse at even be a place on Twitter for everyone, so keep an eye out. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, no, he has been. He's just travelled everywhere, races in all the big races, and, yeah, he just keeps on keeps on keeping on, as they say. Um, how was your week? How was, uh, how was uh, Kilmore for Trots TV, BK? Yeah, look, um, uh, numbers were that... Uh, uh, Rating special. Over, four, over ratings over four or five, over four thousand viewers apparently, or something like Jeez. that. And um, it was a great program. Um, Bonners and Nikita did a great job, heaps of interviews, a bit of fun with the drivers doing some movie quotes and competitions. And <laughs> I even chimed in with a few winners. So uh, I think everyone had a good time. And it's on again this weekend. Uh, I won't be uh, doing the the uh, the late mail this time. Mitch Sidebottom another. Fantastic punter in Vic will be doing it. So I've got someone taller, younger, better looking, but probably not as good a punter as well. At, as Matty John says, big ratings, big revenue. <laughs> I, I can't wait for that revenue to come to me. That'll be great. I'll, no I'll, slings. I'll... Yeah. Okay. All right. Where are we going to go today? It's uh, Royal Newcastle's on again. Are we going to head to uh, the Hunter Valley? 
Yes, mate. We're going to Newcastle. Race four, number three, Huey Lewis, one of the great singers of the 1980s. Yes. Uh, my man, Clayton, my man, Clayton Harney here. Uh, if this horse is ever going to break through again tonight's the night, it has been well back 315 to 230. I think it's still value. Anything anything in the black looks okay. It it, it flies out, this horse. Um, it looks a leader, and I really can't even see any, any sort of pressure throughout the race here. So the mile will suit. A couple of starts ago... Um, it ran second behind Kesara. Uh, it did sit in the chair that week. Kesara is in this race, but it's drawn eight, so it's uh, got a definite draw advantage. And then last time it was only three and a half metres off Ultra Bliss, and they did go 54-2 there at Newcastle. Um, Huey Lewis, it's two for 26 at the track, but don't worry about that. Um, if it's ever going to break through again tonight, tonight. We did tip one last week that was, what, none from 26 at the track or something? <laughs> none from 34, <laughs> BK. Is that what it was? Well, it's 1 for yes. 35 now, and it absolutely <laughs> killed him. So uh, sometimes the stats don't matter. I think Huey Lewis will be going straight to the lead, and I can't see any pressure here. I think any black odds looks okay in race four. Yeah, and then we'll go to race... race yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll go to race five, and I've kicked this one a place a few times, number six, roll with Annie. But I'm going to have a little each way go on it here. It's about $14, $15 here. You can do worse than having two by three on this this one. Uh, the 2,000 metres is okay. It's had two wins and four placings from 19 starts. The favourite, Sir Richard Lee, there's no doubt it's going okay. Um, but it is none from 11 at the distance range. It probably can get over and lead it. But it, look, it's no star. I'm not going to lie to you, it's no star, and I couldn't take the $2.30 on offer there. I just think Roll With Annie is a sit sprinter. There's a bit of speed inside here, numbers one and three, both from the Bob Richards stable. Um, he likes to go forward this horse, uh, this stable, sorry. So there could be a little bit of um, gamesmanship early there, let's say. And I just think sitting off hopefully a good speed, number six roll with Annie, around the $14, $15 mark is a good each-way bet. Look at Drew Six here two starts ago when it ran second behind Comic Crusader and they beat IC Spot home that day. IC Spot is $5 in this race and roll with Annie's $14. So work that one out. No, I love breaking statistics. I remember myself and Jason Lincoln at Newcastle Trots in the 90s backed a horse called Groovy Dude who won its first start at start number 35. <laughs> and we took and we and we took and we took two forty about it, and it won like it won like a two forty chance as well. That's right. They, we took two, they we took two dollars last week. Yeah. <laughs> if the rest of them were worse, two forty could have been valued. That's right. It? No, it was. It was. Yeah, there was one during the week at Victoria that broke through at about start eighty-eight or something. Like yeah, that, I saw falling that. Falling shards. So yeah. uh, look, every horse has its day. Yeah, yeah, sure does. BK, thanks for your time, and uh, we'll speak to you next week. Thanks, boys. Have a good weekend. Good on your BK. Yes, thank you too. Big now, show, mate. Rads, you don't uh, you don't give Alta Louisa a chance tonight. Then you just completely glossed over her in, the, in, in the in that market. Yeah. I was just trying to get through the market. Okay, no, she's three dollars forty. So Is she? Oh, sorry, you don't was... rate her. That's okay. No, no, <laughs> just trying to throw off for you, Morts, mate. Uh, thanks for your time. Big show. Great talking to Damo. Bomber's very confident. Yes. Hopefully, got plenty of money. Uh, thanks for your time. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. Bye for now. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.